Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Miles Wood finally made his season debut after recovering from shoulder surgery. And also the Devils played a couple games over the weekend. Even though uh, one was a loss and the other was a win, there's still a common denominator for both of them. What do I mean by that? Well, there's a lot to talk about in this episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast from the Locked On Network. I'm your host, College Hockey Play-by-Play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And the New Jersey Devils played a couple games over the weekend, and Miles Wood was finally able to make his season debut for the New Jersey Devils after missing all of his season due to a shoulder injury. So we'll talk about that later in the episode, but I figured, guys, since the Devils don't have another game until Thursday, I might as well use the first episode this week to recap both those games and also talk about Miles Wood finally returning to the Devils lineup. So I figured the best way to split this episode up is to go in chronological order. So we'll talk about the Washington Capitals game. We'll talk about Miles Wood making his return for the Devils. And then we'll talk about the Montreal Canadiens game, the game in which we were able to win in a shootout. Albeit, I'm a little disappointed that the Devils gave the Canadians a point at the end of the night. But at the same time, we were able to walk away with two points and get the win. So really can't complain in that aspect. So let's talk about that Washington Capitals game because it's another instance in which the New Jersey Devils just don't know how to hold on to a lead because the Devils gave themselves a couple opportunities to once again possibly win that game. Does that sound familiar? Well, in the previous game against the Toronto Maple Police, we were in the same situation. We went up a couple times against the Leafs and we had a chance to possibly hold on and win. Unfortunately, we let the Leafs, you know, catch fire in period number three and we were unable to uh, keep the game tied and send it to OT. But at the end of the day, what led up to that, we were unable to hold on to a lead and possibly walk away with the two points. And it's the same issue with the Washington Capitals. I'm not crazy, guys, because MSG actually put up this stat. The Devils have 20 losses after leading, which is the most in the NHL. And after that game against the Washington Capitals, it was their second consecutive game in which they lost the lead twice. So that, that kind of thing can't happen. Now, here's the thing. We were going up against the Washington Capitals, a team that I don't really have the utmost confidence in which the Devils play against because of all the teams in Metropolitan Division, the Washington Capitals give me the most worry because it's not the Hurricanes, it's not the Penguins, and it's not the Rangers because the Capitals are actually in the middle of the pack in the Metropolitan Division and the Hurricanes, Penguins, and Rangers are actually ahead of them. But, you know, we, we've had a few instances this year in which we were able to handle the Penguins. We made Tristan Jari look foolish. We made Igor Shashurskin on the Rangers look foolish. We were able to, you know, keep games close against the New York Rangers. And then I remember another instance in which we were able to walk away with the upset victory over the Carolina Hurricanes. And I get we were able to beat the Washington Capitals uh, this year and we were actually able to pull off an upset victory against them. However, it doesn't really change my stance. It seems like out of all the Metropolitan Division teams – 
the Washington Capitals give me the most worry. Like, it's not the Carolina Hurricanes who are at the top of the Metropolitan Division. It is the Washington Capitals, and uh, it's just based on the more recent history that the Devils have against them, and I just I just don't have the utmost confidence that the Devils can ever win against the Washington Capitals because it just seems like the Capitals, with their team full of veterans, are able to make the Devils look outright foolish. Now, here's the thing, guys. Like, I, I get the Devils actually played relatively well this game, but... Uh, it's just another instance where we just don't know how to hold on to a lead, and that cannot happen because we were actually the first team to strike in the second period in which Jack Hughes was able to score off a nice pass from Sharon Govich, and that's just Sharon Govich being relentless and the dynamic duo of Hughes and himself just panning out once again. And then what happened a few minutes later, you saw that the uh, Washington Capitals were able to go on an odd man rush and then you saw Ryan Graves just dive onto the ground just trying to poke the puck loose and then you saw Jesper Brat just trying to stop Tom Wilson unfortunately wasn't able to happen and Jesper Brat was just like a moment or two too late to the puck and ultimately it tied the game one apiece and then Damon Severson five minutes later was able to make it a 2-1 game but then what happened in period number three the Washington Capitals were able to score three unanswered goals so it's another instance in which the New Jersey Devils don't know how to finish so uh, what's something I've been saying more recently in the show? It's that the New Jersey Devils just don't seem to play well in the second period. Well, I'm starting to change my stance a little bit. It seems like the second period has picked up for the New Jersey Devils, but when they take the lead, they just don't know how to close out games. And it's another uh, same instance when they played uh, the Montreal Canadiens literally the next day. But, you know, I'll talk about that a little later in the episode. But ultimately, just letting the Washington Capitals score three unanswered goals. However, it is against the Washington Capitals, and I did tell you guys my opinions as to how I feel when the Devils play against them. So I guess that's a little more forgiving, but still, three unanswered goals, that that, that just makes me scratch my head. And thank the Lord, uh, Jesper Brat was able to score within the final 30 or so seconds when the Devils had an extra attacker and pulled Dawes from the game. But that's beside the point. Let's talk about the dagger goal that Alexander Ovechkin had during the Capitals' power play. Just look how slow the Washington Capitals were moving. They were able to collect collapsed the defense of the New Jersey Devils and it looked like they were in slow motion. That's just another great example of the veterans just topping the uh, youngsters of the New Jersey Devils because once again, look at the power play and look at the replay. You just saw the Washington Capitals just pass the puck around and they were moving very slow. They weren't really moving all that fast and that goal on Ovechkin, it looked like the pass to him was in slow motion. So the Devils just once again just not playing well in the penalty kill and ultimately it resulted in just a poor third period from the New Jersey Devils. So my ultimate takeaway from the game against Washington Capitals is that the New Jersey Devils have to learn how to close out a game because reminisce over the game against Toronto just a couple days ago, same situation. The Devils were up not once but twice, albeit it wasn't a big lead, but still... Um, you know, they, they put themselves in a pretty favorable position to possibly walk away with the with the victory, but they, they blew it once again. And then when they had a chance to send it to OT, they gave up a goal within the final five minute frame and that resulted in uh, their defeat. And then you look at the Washington Capitals once again, a team that I don't have confidence in which the New Jersey Devils play against. They were actually competing very well against the uh, Washington Capitals, but same situation, third period collapse, and then, you know, they took the lead a couple times, but the but the Washington Capitals were able to answer on back. So it's another instance in which they have to go back to the film room. They got to just see how do you tighten up your defense? How do you close out games better? And, you know, another thing that I want to talk about momentarily, and I really don't want to, like, you know, vilify him or anything, but I just feel so guilty 
when Nico Dawes is out there in between the pipes for the New Jersey Devils for, once again, another back-to-back circumstance because Andrew Hammond is still not cleared to play for the Devils quite yet. So I just feel so guilty when Dawes has to go in between the pipes because the poor man is probably fatigued at this point. He's he probably like, you know, putting 150% because he's already put in 100%. But, you know, after he gives all that he can possibly give, he still has to give a little bit more because the Devils don't have a reliable backup. And we cannot keep like losing like this because it's just frustrating to see because the Devils could be so much better. They could be in a, a so much better position. But at the end of the day, we don't really have anyone behind Nico Dawes to help him out quite yet Andrew Hammond is on the way but my thing is when Andrew Hammond is finally cleared to play and if he has a good first game keep him in for the second game and if he has a good second game keep him in for the third because I Nico Dawes deserves a vacation he deserves a couple nights off in a row not throughout the entirety of two weeks but actually in a row because he's been working his tail off for the New Jersey Devils and he's been going up against a couple of decent teams and the score is a lot closer than you know, it should be. But here's the thing against the Washington Capitals, and this is like my final takeaway. When comparing the shots on goal differential, the Devils had 38 shots, the Capitals had 22. Another thing that I've been talking about the Devils since January is that you got to keep on shooting the puck if you want good things to happen. And I'm glad that they're taking my advice because when in doubt, shoot the puck because, you know, uh, good things can happen when you keep on shooting. If you're not shooting, you're going to lose. So, I know it's a no-duh kind of circumstance, but just look at the stats. Like, look at the Devils players who are tops in points. It's because they kept on shooting. Like, uh, a good example that I keep reverting back to is that before his injury, Dougie Hamilton was leading the Devils in uh, shots on goal. And ultimately, it, it should be no surprise that he is one of our better offensive players, despite being a defenseman. Because when he shoots, it's either going to find the back of the net or it's going to redirect off someone and he's going to get the assist. So, Ultimately, I'm glad that the Devils were able to get more shots on goal than the Washington Capitals, but ultimately, it's just a, another heartbreaking loss in which the Devils uh, can have more wins on the table if they, one, had decent goaltending, and two, know how to close out a game, but I'll talk about that a little later in the episode. So the next thing we're going to talk about is Miles Wood and making his triumphant return in Game 66 of the year, making his season debut. What does that mean for the New Jersey Devils? And what are my overall opinions on uh, Miles Wood finally returning to the Devils lineup? Well, we'll talk about that in a second. But first, guys, I needed a lot of energy uh, to watch both these games back to back and also just talk about Miles Wood. So uh, you know what I'm going to take? I'm going to take a built bar. So it's that time of the year where I pretty much have given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to built bar. It almost feels like you're not really uh, working out or it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them because because have you ever tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Bilt Bar's best tasting protein bars. Puffs are the first ever infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your new favorite flavors. All Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, puffs included. 100% real chocolate, low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere to two to 300 calories. Go to Bilt.com, scroll down to the macros chart, and you'll be blown away. Uh, most Bilt Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 70 grams of protein. Excuse me. They have delicious flavors, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If you think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. And it's all uh, good. It's delicious, and it'll be good for you. 
I don't know how Built Bar does it, but somehow, someway, they're able to find a way. So the offers go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 50% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 50% off at Built.com. After missing about, I'd say, 90% of the season due to a shoulder injury back in preseason that resulted in him getting surgery, Miles Wood was finally able to make his season debut for the New Jersey Devils in Game 66. Now, here's the thing, guys. I'm glad that Miles Wood is back. He is very important to this team. He brings the energy. He is the spark plug. He he does the dirty work for the New Jersey Devils. He can definitely provide some scoring if need be and he's definitely a great addition to have to our bottom six and he's also a great leader in the locker room not afraid to speak his mind but the thing about Miles Wood and his injury situation is that I might be alone in this and I I get that and this might be a controversial take but I really would have preferred if the Devils just ruled him out for the entirety of the season like shut out his season completely because have, have they learned anything about the Mackenzie Blackwood or the Jonathan Bernier situation, which is, you know, if one of our players has a major injury, there's really no reason to rush him back. Look, look, I get it. Maybe we didn't rush Miles Wood back per se. We did take our time with him. Like, it did take him a while before he was finally able to be cleared for contact practice. But at the same time, there's really no gain to getting him back other than, you know, just bringing excitement back to uh, the organization and maybe giving the young players just a, uh, an extra pep in their step. But you know, what's the one thing that I've said in the uh, previous couple episodes? I said that the New Jersey Devils have been calling up a couple guys from Utica, including uh, Kevin Ball, just to give them more reps at the NHL level to better prepare them for next season. And I feel like we're at that part of the year where it's just time to give the younger guys the longer leash and just let them roam free and wild and let Jack Hughes do his thing, let Jesper Brat do his thing. So that way, um, you know, we're better prepared for next season once again because we really got nothing to gain and we don't really have much to lose either. So just let the young guys go out there and have fun. But bring back Miles Wood. We have nothing to gain, but we have everything to lose because Miles Wood is a vital part to this team, whether the casual fan realizes it or not. Because what did I say about Miles Wood just moments ago? I said he brings the energy, he does the dirty work for the New Jersey Devils, he can provide scoring when need be because he and Pavel Zaka led the team in goals last season. So you know it's there, and also he's a great leader for. For the organization but at the end of the day it's just like why do we need to bring back miles wood like what's the rush now some of you all brought this to my attention on twitter and while i was aware of this i will say it for anyone who is not aware of miles wood's contract situation he will be a restricted free agent come this offseason now here's my argument for you know uh keeping miles wood out do you really think any teams are going to be like calling the phones for the services of Miles Wood. I don't really think so unless it's a situation in which the New Jersey Devils are able to, you know, add him to another centerpiece deal. Like, you know, what was I saying a few episodes ago? I said maybe the New Jersey Devils can, like, add people like Ty Smith or Andreas Janssen. While they might not be the centerpieces of the deal, you can just throw them in just to sweeten a trade situation if it was ever to pop up. So I feel as though that would be the same situation for Miles Wood, you know, maybe add him along with a draft pick and maybe that could sweeten a trade scenario. But anyway, digressing a little bit, I get that he's going to be a restricted free agent this offseason. I understand that. But at the same time, it's just like he's not an unrestricted free agent. He's a restricted free agent. So we have more power. We have more say than people realize. And look, I get that it's going to be a debate as to what we would offer him in terms of contract length and also the salary. But at the same time, we already know what Miles Wood brings to the organization. I literally just said it. 
I said uh, having him onto the roster does more good than harm, but at the same time, I feel as though there's no harm in just sitting him out for the rest of the year and letting him come back 100% next year because, like I said, it's one of the reasons why I hate uh, exhibition games because we literally lost him during an exhibition game, I believe against the New York Islanders or New York Rangers or one of those teams, and it's just like, you know, look what happened. He missed the in- most of the season, and he didn't return until game 66. I even said throughout the entirety of the year, I said, I would be genuinely surprised if Miles Wood were to ever return to the Devils this year. So the thing is, we already know what he brings to the organization, and I don't think there's going to be too many teams like, you know, tearing down the Devils' door saying, hey, we want Miles Wood and just Miles Wood only. I'm sure they'll say, hey, can you add Miles Wood to this trade package just to sweeten the deal a little bit? But anyway, you know, I'll talk about that in a future episode. But at the end of the day, guys, look, I get Miles Wood provides a lot of energy to our organization. I saw in that Montreal Canadiens game, he was able to have a big hit at one point, and I was like, yes, that's what we missed from Miles Wood. But At the end of the day, guys, it's like, what could he possibly uh, do in terms of putting up big stats uh, in the so few little games that we have left in the season? Like, our season is winding down quickly. I just said that he made his season debut in game 66, and we have 82 games of the year. So time is winding down if he actually wants to, uh, you know, make that big of an impact. But I just don't think he's going to do it in that short amount of time. And that's a little unfair to him because, like I said, you, you got players who have been there throughout the entirety of the year despite COVID, despite the injuries, and they're already in a groove. And then you got poor Miles Wood making his season debut, getting thrown into the fire. Do you really think he's going to do something big in these 16 games? I'm sure he'll do something here and there, but nothing consistently. I'm not really expecting too much from Miles Wood. And I get that, you know, you guys are treating this as sort of like a quote-unquote tryout to see what his next contract is going to be worth. But at the same time, he's going to be a restricted free agent come this offseason. So I'm more than confident that we're going to see Miles Wood in a Devils uniform next year. I'm not really worried about that, but... At the same time, I just feel like it's unfair to him to just have to do so much in the so little time that he has to prove that he's worth big money or whatever he's trying to prove. Or I'm not sure if he's trying to prove anything, but I'm sure the front office wants to see, like, you know, can he pick up right where he left off? And I just feel like it's a little unfair to Miles Wood. So that's my stance. That's my two cent opinion on Miles Wood's situation. Like I said, not saying he's a bad player. I, I'm glad that he's back to the organization, but I'm just saying, like, I just feel as though the best case scenario for him is just to, you know, sit out for the entirety of the year, come back 100% next year, work out, stay in shape, and then uh, just prove to the Devils that he can still provide big numbers for us despite, you know, suffering that shoulder injury because I just feel as though it's unfair to give him this short amount of time to just prove his worth. I just feel like that's doing him a disservice in my opinion, and I'm not expecting much from Miles Wood, but at the same time, able to have a big hit at one point so uh slowly but surely baby steps and he'll uh pick up right where he left off he was big on our energy line last season with mikey mcleod and nathan bastion the the bmw line so hopefully they can rekindle what they once had but at this at the end of the day miles wood great leader great player dirty work for the devils and that's what i like from him he gets under the neath the skin of his teammates and also his opponents and like i said he takes no prisoners and uh, he'll definitely assert himself on the ring. So that's something we've missed, and that's something I'm glad to have back on our organization. Now let's talk about that game against the Montreal Canadiens in which the New Jersey Devils were able to come out victorious in a shootout thanks to Sharon Govich. Now here's the thing, guys. The Devils were able to go up 2 nothing, and 
thanks to Jack Hughes, Jack Hughes was able to score within the final minute or so in period number one. And then he was able to score uh, five minutes into the second period on a beautiful power play setup in which the New Jersey Devils were kind of doing what the Washington Capitals did to them in the previous game, which is they just passed the puck around and they collapsed the defense for Washington Capitals. So that was beautiful right there. And I just wanted to say one uh, little thing. Let's talk about that first goal from Hughes uh, when there was only a few seconds left in period number one. Montebal, what are you doing? Like, you literally just passed him the puck. You're a goalie, and you gave him a clear dime, and here he comes, and he's able to score it on you with ease. I thought our goaltending was bad, but Montembeau, what are you doing, buddy? Like, what was that? What was that? That was that was embarrassing. I literally pulled my hair out, and I wanted New Jersey to win that game. Seriously, Montreal, like, what? I, you guys were just in... The Stanley Cup Finals last year. Look, I get the circumstances with uh, Carey Price, and I wish the best for him. But still, uh, it must be uh, it must be a very bad situation to go from participating in the Stanley Cup Finals to now being in the bottom of the entire league of the NHL. So I'm just saying, like that that was just embarrassing from Montembeau. Like I, I don't I don't know what else to say. Jack Hughes that he got a gimme goal right there, able to get the turnover, and then Jack Hughes scores with ease. That that was embarrassing for Montreal. But speaking of embarrassing, it was embarrassing for the New Jersey Devils to give up uh, the game tying goal when there was only a few seconds left in period number three. So I guess what goes around comes around, and the New Jersey Devils got their karma. But at the end of the day, uh, the New Jersey Devils have to learn how to close out a game better. Thank the Lord we were able to win in the shootout thanks to uh, Sharon Govich and we weren't able to get anything going at OT. But still, um, it's just embarrassing that the New Jersey Devils cannot hold on to a lead even to one of the worst teams in the NHL. So the fact that we're able to compete uh, really hard with some of the best teams in the NHL, uh, particularly with the Toronto Maple Leafs and also the uh, Washington Capitals more recently, but at the same time, the, why can we not hold on to lead? A 2 nothing lead. Look, I get the two-goal lead is always the worst lead in hockey. But why can't we hold on to a 2 nothing lead um, against one of the worst teams in the NHL? Like, there's no excuse right there. Albeit, you know, the damage isn't really uh, significant since the Devils did come away with the win. But at the same time, that's just something that, you know, we got to uh, take into account next season, which is the Devils have got to do better at closing out games. And I think that's my overall takeaway from the weekend, which is despite the Devils winning and also competing somewhat hard against the Washington Capitals, they need to learn how to close out a game because we cannot continue to keep blowing leads because that has to be a point of emphasis next season, which is you just got to do better at closing out games because the Devils can have a lot more wins on the table if they, one, have decent goaltending and two, know how to close out a game because I'm not willing to put the entirety of the blame on the goaltending in which we, uh, you know, fail to close out a game. You know, sometimes it is, but I don't think this time around I could put the blame on Nico Dawes. I just have to put the blame on the Devils allowing their defense uh, to get collapsed at times. And just overall, it, it just seems like they have a mental lapse and they just don't know uh, how to position themselves because I'm just looking at the replay. I'm just like, no, 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 that's not how you position yourselves. And now you're leaving uh, Nico Dawes 
you know, wide open on his backside to be exposed. So at the end of the day, you know, I'm glad the Devils got the win against the Montreal Canadiens. But at the same time, that's a win that we were supposed to have. I'm not going to call it a gimme win because no win is a guaranteed win for the Devils. But ultimately, I'm glad that we were able to come away with something over the weekend. And I'm glad that Miles Wood is finally back for the Devils, despite me disagreeing with the fact that maybe we should wait until next season to play him. But let me know what you guys think. What, what do you think about the Miles Wood situation? Should we continue to play him or should we just shut him out for the rest of the season? and hopefully he comes back 100% healthy next year. I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts because the, the fact of the matter, guys, is that there's no such thing as a minor surgery in sports. No such thing. Like, if you have to get surgery on something, there's a reason why you're out for an extended period of time. So look at Dougie Hamilton's situation. He got a facial facial fracture. He had to uh, be sidelined for almost two months because he had to get surgery. I guess that kind of surgery is a little less um, concerning compared to, like, a knee or an arm or shoulder uh, surgery. But it's still surgery nonetheless. But, you know, I'm not a doctor. I don't know the severity of it. But still, uh, no such thing as a minor surgery in sports. So let me know what you guys think about uh, uh, my Miles Wood in his situation. And also, let me know what you guys thought about the games over the weekend for the New Jersey Devils against the Capitals and also against Canadians. Curious to hear your guys' thoughts, so leave a comment down below YouTube. And also, I am about six subscribers away from 100. Remember, if I reach 100 subscribers before April 1st, I will do a giveaway to show my token of appreciation to you guys. And if you're listening to a podcast streaming service, hit me up on Twitter, at TreyMatt4 and at LockedOnDevils, the show's Twitter page. So, as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.